0: child yeah what do you know about leopard
1: i know there's a ballroom scene
0: what do you know about the animal though
1: it's a cat big cat how big it's like pretty big bigger than the house cat
0: what do you know about visconti
1: uh he's the punchline of a monty <laughs> 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 that
0: is all that i know as well that the leopard is from 1963 mm-hmm. three yep uh it is has a ballroom scene it has Burt Lancaster and that Italian film director Visconti is the punchline of not even a Monty Python sketch from the television, but one of their like record sketches. <laughs> There's this great sketch they did that was like, and now it was like, and now for a for a like a sound quiz, and it's all who is this getting up in the morning, and then it's just a bunch of sound effects of someone getting out of bed and brushing their teeth and like shaving and then leaving, and it's all. Uh, so, so, like, like, did you have your answer? Like, if you guessed Italian film director Visconti, you're correct, or something. It's just like, no, uh, is, that was Italian film director Visconti. An Italian film director is not sufficient. And that was, that's all I know about this guy. <laughs> to the degree that I actually didn't really realize it was an actual film director. <laughs> <laughs> I thought maybe it was just made up for the... I mean, obviously, now looking back, it's, it's too specific to have been made up. For the joke, but literally know nothing about this guy.
1: So neither of us have any background information.
0: I have no background information on this movie. I know it's okay. I know it's based on a novel.
1: It has a second alternative title. Called? I can't remember, but I know it does.
0: Is it the name of the novel?
1: Maybe. I know it's based off of a novel.
0: It's based off of a novel. Uh, it was available in two languages. You could see it in Italian or English, and the English version is the.
1: Computer, so i don't have it
0: <laughs> no the english version is the only way to actually hear burt lancaster saying his actual lines uh because i guess he recorded all of his part in english and then they dubbed over it in italian but also the english version is not complete so which one are we watching the italian version. okay another uh, italian movie. another italian second italian movie
1: in a week
0: in a week and with with lips that won't match up what they're saying even if they're saying the words that we're hearing them say uh, especially when it comes to Burt Lancaster. There's other, there's other like English-speaking actors in this, too, so it's like an international cast. Also, apparently, some people think it's one of the greatest movies ever made, even though until— It
1: has 100% on Rotten Tomatoes. I
0: had never, I had never heard of this movie. Yeah. This isn't even one of those movies where I'm like, gosh, I've never seen The Leopard. It's just like, no.
1: It no. has 100% on Rotten Tomatoes.
0: Well, then it better live up to its name. What other movies have 100% on Rotten Tomatoes? anything? Well, maybe to... some uh, recent our recent uh superhero flicks? Probably not. Nope. Maybe some definitely. uh maybe some uh, classic monster movies like ET? Maybe uh maybe uh a children's Citizen Kane? Citizen Kane is 100% on Rotten Tomatoes. I They're just actually...
1: googled what's on what has 100% of Rotten on rotten I'm Potatoes.
0: actually surprised about that. Anything else besides the Citizen oh, I'm Kane? I'm sorry, it
1: doesn't oh, have See? 100%. It has uh, I don't know. Uh, Lady Bird has 99 out of 100.
0: Wow. So what Mad I'm... Max
1: Fury Road has 97 out of 100.
0: See, it's hard because there's always a dissenter. Which means to me there's only like...
1: The Cabinet of Dr. Caligar has 100.
0: Doc, okay. So this movie Modern is... Times. Okay.
1: Paddington 2. <laughs> <laughs> and that's all that I can...
0: So hopefully can. The Leopard will be closer to Paddington 2 <laughs> than to Modern Times.
1: I've never even seen Baddington 2. We
0: did see Modern Times,
1: though. Yes, great movie.
0: All right, exactly. well, everyone, I'm Phil. And I'm Ollie. And it's, it's Del Toro time. time. It's Del Toro time. The phone is ringing, so that means it's time to go watch...
1: A movie.
0: The Leopard. And not answer the phone. So you couldn't remember that we had watched this movie? Yeah. Okay at all yep (laughs) do you remember anything that it's about
1: yeah i remember it's about the italian thing
0: it's about an italian thing yeah this is the movie i think that i had to do the most background research on just to even begin to understand what happened in this movie yeah and at the end of the day it didn't matter that much like it didn't matter if you knew all the ins and outs of the italian uh like uh, whatever it's called like not the no it's not the reconciliation it's like the conciliation it's like the coming together of of all these disparate nation states does that make sense to you sure uh but it is it does help a little bit to know who giuseppe garibaldi was i actually uh actually put out a shout out on facebook i was like can someone just please explain garibaldi and italian unification and the red shirts and what all this is (laughs) and uh and i got some responses and it helped a lot
1: That's good. I'm glad that you know what you're talking about now. Do you
0: know what's the most complicated thing in the world? Italian history. Do you know why? Why? Because Italy has basically existed longer than written history.
1: That's true.
0: Like, it goes so far back. It goes back to when there were actually people called the Latins. When they were, like, the the people who, like, spoke the early forms of Latin just Mm -hmm. roaming around. But then there were other, like... Ha,
1: roaming around. (laughs)
0: uh like it's it's complicated it's and what we know of is italy what we think of when we think of italy has only existed since like the n- like late 19th century mm-hmm. like before then it was just like this constantly shifting just these constantly shifting borders now it's a boot now it is the, a firm boot kicking a kicking a football <laughs> an american football sicily is more shaped like an american football than like a european football sicily's huge that's a big island so just a little background on Italy. <laughs> uh, for a long time, Italy was just an idea, and then it was a people, and then it was a bunch of, like, independent, like, well, what we think of as, like, nations is relatively new, too, because there were, like, fiefdoms and kingdoms and nation states and just these, like, areas that weren't really a country, but they weren't independent. They were, like, controlled by, like, a central, a centralized, like, king and... Italy just sort of bounced it was owned by like all these different countries back and forth and the unification was basically when uh there was a a revolution to overthrow the prevailing rulers and unite Italy under one flag
1: you know what? this sounds like boring
0: it's awesome like it's really cool actually I listened to a bunch of stuff on Italian unification and Garibaldi is a really cool guy.
1: No wonder no one listens to this podcast.
0: Garibaldi was pretty (laughs) rad. Uh, He was... I mean, to one degree or another, he. uh, it's been said that he was probably the most famous recognizable figure worldwide at the time. Like, his face and his name, like, people just knew who Garibaldi was. The beard and everything. He was just this leader. It was basically like the... the, uh, Who's someone who everyone knows who they are? Uh say someone's very famous. Salad Fingers.
1: <laughs> it's the only That's famous such, thing. That is such only, a niche. It's the only famous thing I can think of. <laughs> that no one knows what that means. <laughs> it's the only thing I could think of. <laughs> I couldn't think of any other
0: celebrities. There's
1: ten billion of them.
0: <laughs> Salad Fingers episodes? No, there's only like ten episodes salad fingers they should all burn he in came hell. out with a new one just we're recently. not talking
1: about salad fingers so okay there's
0: some relevancy that goes back to like Newground's days by the way that was pre you being on the internet so in any case Garibaldi was super famous and when he was I was gonna say Roman again when he was <laughs> traversing he he when he landed in Sicily with with his with his fighting force, Uh, A lot of people were just like, hurrah, hooray, good. We want Italian unification. We think this is great. And the prevailing upper class was like, well, we're about to lose our position. But don't worry, because revolutions always go bad. And, of course, eventually Italy became a fascist state. Yeah, like the American Revolution, no matter what you think of America now, the American Revolution is still, like, one of the only, like, truly just, wow, it just stuck. It stuck. Like, there was a revolution, and then it just sort of just kept happening. Like, it just, they, they, there was never, like, I mean, yeah, these mini, like, the American history is a mess. And, like, you can say, like, well, this place, we are not ruled by the same government that we started out with. But, like, it, it, we, we, we a lot of places were, like, the American Revolution worked. That's pattern our revolutions off of it. And then the Don't- French.
1: Don't pattern your revolutions off any revolution. And
0: then the French Revolution happened, and people were like, that went sour, but let's pattern. Like, this one was roughly based, like inspired by the French Revolution. It was, it's a mess. And this got me down all kinds of Wikipedia wormholes. Like, you know how many French Revolutions there were? A lot. And Do
1: you know how much I care? No.
0: Because there was, like, just, it's a mess. And that's basically where this movie starts.
1: I hate history
0: garibaldi lands in sicily and that is the beginning of this story the leopard from 1963 uh even though he's not in it
1: mm-hmm.
0: he's he's mentioned a lot he's brought up a lot this movie is an epic like it's officially an epic in which most of the action happens off screen yep to other people not to our protagonist
1: you I hear about not. it okay can i just say something just to just to make something clear. Yeah. I do not like the main character of this movie at all.
0: What did you not like about the prince? Everything. Main character of this movie? What is wrong with the prince?
1: He sucks.
0: <laughs> In what way? Like, be specific. He's just
1: boring. How so? He's a boring character. I don't care about his rich person monologues. <laughs> I don't care. I don't care.
0: So. The- oh,
1: big deal. I care more about your daughter. And the weird other stuff that's going on in the background—not your weirdo fest.
0: So this guy, Dom Fabrizio Corbera, the Prince of Selena, we just know him as the Prince. That's—he's just the Prince. He's not a young Prince. He's in his like late 40s, I think, is what Early he says. Early 50s. And he's—I think he says he's like 46 or something, but uh, he's a—he's a rough 46. But Burt Lancaster was cast in this role. Uh, Burt Lancaster did not speak Italian, so he did all of his lines in English and was dubbed in Italian. Which you could Italian. tell yes uh i thought he was great but the, the see burt lancaster used to be kind of a sec well he was a sex symbol he was a leading man a, a roguish leading man and this is the period in his career where he's kind of like now he's in his 50s and so he brought a lot of that weight to this part the sort of this like oh i'm kind of at the end of like my like rule of the box office and like my end of as a leading man and a lot of that i think comes through in this portrayal of the prince because this prince he has this awesome family life. Like he lives pretty well
1: mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> in his palace. He's got a bunch of kids. Daughters? Just daughters.
1: Mm-hmm. No, I thought he had one. S- or his-
0: That's his nephew. Yeah, He's got seven daughters, I think. And they all seem to get along. Mm-hmm. He doesn't get along with his wife.
1: No one would get along with his wife.
0: Uh, She's a little complainy.
1: Oh, oh, a little.
0: And uh, he goes to the local prostitutes the one the one of them we see him with one i assume there's more uh he's unhappy in his marriage but he loves his wife it's that weird like he's a devoted family person but as he says he's never seen his wife's navel (laughs) and she crosses himself she crosses herself after they kiss so things are pretty like
1: there's no sex life there
0: i mean they've at least had sex seven times (laughs) we know that quadruplets this is true it could be
1: sex droplets. so he's
0: he, he has a pretty good life uh, it's pretty like you know comfortable he's just he's doing his thing mm-hmm. and then garibaldi lands and they're pretty much like oh he's gonna overthrow the the upper class and restore power to the middle class and well i guess our reign here is done mm-hmm. he packs up the family and they head off to their summer cottage uh he's
1: basically like i'm not gonna let this war get in the way of our vacation that's literally i think what he says yeah
0: and i and, and what's interesting about it is he has this there's this sort of prevailing philosophy which is essentially the more things change the more they stay the same like he's like yeah we're gonna lose our prestige but not a whole lot's gonna change like when when power shifts. We're not going to be affected much by it. Like no one's going to be affected much by it. It's just a fl- it's just the flag's color is going to ch- like it's going to shift, and the names of the people ruling us are going to change. But I'm rich, and I'm not touched by most of this anyway. And the peasantry is not going to change much. They're just going to keep working. So let's just go have a- go on vacation. Let's go go have fun. Um, but he has a nephew played by Alan DeLon, mm-hmm. who's a handsome man. Is he? He is very handsome. Is he? Yes
1: uh uh maybe he's just not my type my type being women right
0: he uh who's going to fight with garibaldi's men and we get one battle scene which is actually pretty amazing
1: yeah that was cool
0: i have to tell you that okay so this movie is amazing to look at oh yeah it is some people have said that it is the most uh faithful adaptation of a novel ever written that it is probably the greatest representation of the reconstruction of a time period on film uh, visconti down to the down to the the weave of the fabric in the clothes down to the the china being used in the party scenes everything was a perfect reconstruction of of the era and you can study this movie like just frame by frame and just look at like it's it's a beautiful film to look at. It's
1: like an eye spy book
0: it is basically a giant eye spy book uh so right off the bat i just want to i just want to let everyone know that the cinematography by giuseppe rotuno is outstanding uh the and the the design is just spectacular spectacular just and i'm going to say this this movie is about as long as spartacus was Mm -hmm. roughly the same length and i actually this is just me personally I had more patience for this movie than I had for Spartacus. So did I. And for me, it was because so little was happening <laughs> that I wasn't getting lost, really. I wasn't sure what was going on politically, but I wasn't trying to follow, like, 15 different characters and four subplots.
1: Well, I was just interested in seeing what was going to happen with the love triangle, and then nothing happened with it, and I was upset, so... Uh,
0: well, okay, so the nephew comes across as like sort of this young revolutionary he's a young guy and uh, the prince is like great great you know like fight for what you believe in i'm proud of you like yes you're fighting for the people who are basically going to overthrow this family but that's great that's great no you got to do what you believe in uh he the prince's old oldest daughter who is named I cannot remember if she's one of the most famous characters in film history.
1: She's fantastic. I like her a lot.
0: She is outstanding. Hold on. Conchetta. Conchetta? Conchetta.
1: I think it's Conchetta.
0: Conchetta, uh, played by uh, Lucilla Morlachi. Conchetta falls in love with the nephew mm-hmm. <laughs> whose name is Tancredi. Tancredi? Mm-hmm. Tancredi. And you think that they're to they're hitting it off. They are. Until... Okay, so they've gone to their summer home Yes. Uh, in this place called Dona, F- Dona Fugata. Mm-hmm. And there's this guy who's used to be a poor man. Mm-hmm. Now he is a rich man mm-hmm. because of all the stuff that's been going on named Don Caligero. And he has a daughter mm-hmm. named
1: Angel-
0: Angelica An- Angelica, <laughs> who is the most beautiful woman in the world. Okay, here's where you're going to go. <laughs> go for it.
1: No, <laughs> I disagree.
0: Why do you disagree? All
1: the women look just as beautiful as each other in this movie. Mm-hmm. There's nothing about her that makes her particularly special.
0: Okay. Angelica is played by Claudia Cardinal, who we know mm-hmm. from...
1: That one movie. Eight and a Half. Yes.
0: Where she played uh, the most beautiful woman in the world. <laughs> where she played Felini... Uh, not Fellini, Guido's uh, like, uh, obsession. The woman he thought. Mm-hmm. Like, his fantasy woman. Um I think that so Claudia Cardinale, at the time was considered probably the most beautiful actress working in Italian film. By the standards of modern Italian tastes. Or, you know, at the time, modern Italian tastes. By the standards of modern Italian taste, she was the beauty queen. She stood for beauty queen. Whether or not you agreed that she was the most beautiful woman, you understood that she represented a beauty queen. So when you when you cast... When it comes time to cast the most beautiful woman in town, even if the audience members don't agree, here's,
1: here's where I'm going to stop you for a second. Um, that's all fine and dandy for when this movie was made, right? But nobody knows, right?
0: But when this movie was made was when this movie was made is what I'm saying. So for the audience that Visconti was making the movie for, you can't you can't have the most beautiful woman in the world in your like a character who's called the most beautiful woman in the world. You got to cast somebody. Like you gotta cast someone in that role, and it's never gonna be like objectively true. It's like it's like having a monster that's the most horrifying monster in the world.
1: It's you. <laughs>
0: <laughs> like you gotta put somebody in the role, and so you ha- you cast a, the woman who people will be like, all right, I recognize that what she represents. She represents just physical beauty. Uh, she's also a very good actor. Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, I'm not gonna deny that. I think it's probably just because I hate her character so much.
0: Well, yes. <laughs> Well, it was funny. I, I don't know. So she comes in. She's the most beautiful woman in the world. And, of course, the nephew falls in love with her and dumps. Conchetta. Conchetta. And Conchetta's rad. Why is Conchetta rad?
1: She just is. I don't know. She's just, like, she doesn't put up with anyone's garbage.
0: Garbage. And she's the only person to, like, really tell him off at the end. hmm So a lot of stuff's going on in town. Uh, there is a vote that's held. Uh basically to see like if everyone in the area agrees that they should unite mm-hmm. and there's this huge deal where the prince cast his vote and then the votes come up and it's unanimous that everyone agrees and except for
1: the three people who didn't vote except
0: for the three people who voted who didn't vote or voted no yeah. uh because angelica's father who's now this very rich man was in charge of the vote and he's very corrupt mm-hmm. and he he rigged the vote yeah and uh And there's this one guy who's the organ player at the church. Who's great. Who's a great, he's a, he's good friends with the prince. And he was like, yeah, dude, I voted no. And so it came up unanimously. Yes. So this guy's a jerk and I hate him and everyone hates him. And the prince is like, yeah, well, my nephew's going to marry his daughter. And the guy gets very upset. Uh, But he's like, basically the prince is just like, you got to deal with it. Like that's
1: yeah i don't necessarily like this either but
0: yeah this is this is politics this is we're marrying these families together it's going to be good for everyone if these two families get together because the families hate each other and now we're going to be married we're going to be united uh and so a lot of just okay not a whole lot happens in this movie Mm -hmm. a guy comes and tries to get him into the senate
1: that's way later
0: but it happens yeah and he's like no i don't want to be part of this a younger person should be a senator Tancredi stops fighting for the revolutionaries, and he joins the state army. And he's like, why did you want to join this? Wait, I thought you were a revolutionary. And he's like, ah, there's no future in that. There's a real future in joining the actual army. And he's like, oh, my nephew's kind of a dingus. Like, it's kind of a, a dingo. Ate his baby.
1: Ate his brain, more like.
0: And then... There's this are you
1: sure you didn't get shot in the head <laughs> are you sure you didn't get shot in the face and it go through your eye and then to your brain
0: and then like the last third of the movie is, is this
1: magnificent ball scene it's a
0: ball scene and the ballroom scene the ball scene is considered like the 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 piece de resistance of this movie it's like the reason people like well not the only reason but it's one of the reasons people all talk about this movie because it's very long it's like forty minutes long and it's just it's there it's supposed to be super long like it's supposed to show you like this amazing, amazing ball where everyone shows up that goes on way too long. It perfectly encapsulates the feeling of being at a party way too long.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Like, that's what it feels like. And the prince is kind of wandering around, sort of being disgusted by everybody.
1: Uh, this scene in the movie actually is what made me decide not to go to prom. Oh, yeah? Because mm-hmm. so I was like, wow, look at all those people. That looks like it sucks. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and... The prince, like, he dances with his new niece, and she's like, come join us at our table. And he's like, you know what? There's nothing sadder than, like, an old man sitting at a table with a bunch of young people. (laughs) And these revolutionaries have been captured, and they're going to be executed. And, like, the heads of the army is there, and he's kind of, like, disgusted by the army. And he's kind of disgusted by his family. Mm -hmm. And he's kind of disgusted by everything. And he's like, God, I'm really old. And you see, he's, like, shaking and sweaty. Because it's hot there, but also you're like, God, is he sick?
1: Like that priest the entire time. Oh, we haven't even
0: talked about the freeze.
1: God, I don't want to talk about and, the priest.
0: And then he, like, leaves the party, and you hear the people get executed. Like, the they're, they're executed that night by a gunfire. That dawn. And then he just kind of walks home, and that's it. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of the story of this man who realizes that he's just completely irrelevant. That his, he's irrelevant, his family's irrelevant. The country he used to know is irrelevant everything's changing but nothing's changing because it's just as corrupt like the new government coming into place is rigging votes and executing this and he's just like oh it kind of sucks for me but it kind of just sucks everyone's jerks and i hate it and i'm old anyway i'm going home (laughs) and that's the way the movie ends yeah He also has this priest who's his friend. We
1: don't talk about the priest.
0: The priest is awesome. The
1: priest is awful. You were so
0: bothered by the priest. I hate him. So much because he was always like on the verge of dying.
1: (laughs) I hate him so much. You kept
0: saying, you're like, is he okay? (laughs) Is he sick? What's going on? This guy was sweating the whole time, which is on purpose. Like it's a character choice. Because there's a lot of like conflict with the church. Mm -hmm. And through this whole like revolution, uh, the church of course has all had power over Italy. Yeah. For ever. And the church was kind of being uh put in its place during this whole yeah. thing. And so the priest is kind of representing the whole, like, but wait, aren't aren't we still important? as I'm a priest <laughs> and the prince is like, Nah, I mean, whatever, dude. You can hang out with us if you want. Your masses are good. That's that's it. Everything's kind of dirty and you can. The church kind
1: of sucks. <laughs> hmm? sucks. sucks. The church kind of sucks. Everything kind of sucks. Everything
0: in this movie kind of sucks. Like it's, you know what doesn't suck in this movie? And not talking about the quality. I'm talking about like life for them. You know what doesn't suck? What? Their awesome dog.
1: That's true.
0: They have an awesome dog. They have an awesome dog who is awesome. the best. Mm-hmm. He is giant. Yep. He's about ten feet tall. Yep. He's the size of Clifford, the mm-hmm. big red dog, and I don't even know what kind of dog he is but he's the best mm-hmm. yeah, he's a legit dog like he comes bounding in and like they seem to enjoy him and uh he's just a big member of the family there's a lot of stuff that we didn't really mention there's a lot of little incidental things that happen in this movie little details a lot of like the prince like just staring off into the distance like just thinking like they give you a lot of time to just watch him live in his world
1: i liked when Conchetta yelled at oh yeah so the tell us how when Conchita yelled i can't remember it very well
0: It's at the ball scene. Yeah, I just
1: remember that she was like, "You're a liar and a phony, and you are going to die alone."
0: Yeah, she tells Tancredi that she is. She finally just opens up to him and yells at him at the party and storms off. We're like, "Yay, Conchetta!" Because as we can, as as anyone can attest, Conchetta is the actual most beautiful woman in the film. (laughs) Uh, She's she looks worried and severe the whole movie, and uh, I mean. You look at the people in this. Everyone in this movie is like the loveliest. Like yeah. it's just a bunch of beautiful Italian people. Like, like even like the princess, the prince's wife, who is like annoying as all get out. She's a lovely woman. Like mm-hmm. everyone's just lovely except for the priest. <laughs> they're all just they're all just amazingly attractive people. Um, even
1: the guy from the senate.
0: Even the guy from the senate. Once you could like, look at him, you could tell it. He was he, used he to looked be
1: kind a, of like a turtle with glasses. He was on, a turtleman,
0: but he was a handsome turtleman. <laughs> Uh, everything in this movie is gorgeous, though, the landscapes, the vistas, the reason it's considered one of the most uh, faithful adaptations of a novel is uh, Visconti used the novel as such a template, not only for this, the acting and the, the story, but little beats in the like, little character moments in the narration of the novel. He incorporated into the he controlled he choreographed the movement of the actors so much that it was frustrating at times for them. So there's a scene where uh, the prince is talking to his friend, the organ player, the organist, who's they're hunting. And there's this dead rabbit hanging between them. Uh, it's, I assume, an actual dead rabbit. <laughs> uh, and he's talking to the guy, and he's patting the rabbit. Like, you can see him, like, stroking the rabbit, like, on screen. And I, was, I remember seeing it. I was like, ooh, that's a little grizzly. But he's sort of lost in thought, and he's just petting this rabbit. And it's this, it's an actual moment in the book that, is a big character moment it's this thing of like there's joy to be found in the hunt because that's sort of a thing that these two men enjoy to do together there's joy in the in the killing of a of prey but then there's also this compassion uh, there's, like, like, there's all these like different layers this one little in I heard it. Uh, the guy who wrote the novel uh,
1: hates this movie no, no, no. The guy who oh, yeah. wrote
0: the novel, I believe, was dead. <laughs> yeah. uh, it's a classic work of Italian literature. Um, but was part of the aristocracy when this revolution actually happened. So the book is very much this guy, like, sort of bidding farewell to this life. Uh, not angrily, not, not like, not sad, not you know, in like a sad way, but, like, wistfully. Just like, well, this is what we're up against. This is what's happening. And Visconti, as well, uh, from a different time period, obviously... But he was born into wealth, and then the family lost it all. Uh, I believe in the rise of fascism. I believe that's how it happened. Uh, but his family lost it all, and so he felt a lot the same way. Not that oh woe is me, but just like this is a thing to. Ref- this is a thing to. You can treat this as a level of, with importance. You can show a character going through this sort of like mourning period. This like loss. And sort of show this man lose everything and kind of grieve for it, but also like accept it. Like,
1: did he lose everything, though?
0: Eventually, he was losing his station.
1: Well, I guess because like they still had a ton of money because that guy left his daughter the entire estate.
0: Well, that was one of the reasons he wanted to marry his daughter because his nephew had no money. Yeah. And I think it's made a little more explicit in the novel. They have no money like they are actually broke. Oh. And it's there's a term for it. And I was actually trying to think of it the other day not in regards to this movie but in regards to something else. It's that thing where you are incredibly wealthy seeming. You have a beautiful house, you have servants and clothes and station and everything, but you're actually broke. You're like
1: act- in The Corpse Bride.
0: Yes. Or in a Oh, just like that. I guess there's a lot a lot of situations like that. It's very um it's very Chekhovian in Anton Chekhov's plays. You see a lot of these sort of upper, seemingly upper middle class families who are actually destitute and are just barely hanging on to their position and are sort of play acting the roles that they once actually had. Which
1: is even sadder.
0: And it is sad. It is. Sad. But you don't know what else to do. Like, these are, this is your life. Like, you were born into this. And so what's interesting is that the book, there's a lot more to the book. Mm -hmm. the book is the movie is very faithful but then it ends at this very light sort of like moment the book goes on it actually jumps ahead like 20 years uh it it has a time jump and the prince dies and then it jumps ahead even longer to when Conchetta is an old older woman and you discover at the end of the book so this happens in the movie Conchetta finally realizes that uh, Tancredi is not the man for her when they're all having this dinner party. And Tancredi is flirting with Angelica. And he tells her this story about how when he was with the revolutionaries, they busted down the door into a convent and basically harassed the nuns with mm-hmm. like dirty comments and suggestive comments. And Angelica is laughing. And later on, they're going to visit a convent and only the women are supposed to go in but Tancredi wants to go in as well and Conchetta like rounds on him and screams at him and that's like where she realizes she doesn't want to be with this jerk anymore in the book years later Angelica and Tancredi's relationship has fallen apart I believe Tancredi's died at this point and I think Angelica comes to visit Conchetta and you find out that when Tancredi was trying to go into the convent, he actually was intending to go in because he wanted to be with Concetta because he actually wanted to propose to her. He wasn't flirting with Angelica the whole time. He was just like nervous about around Concetta. And he was trying to be like, he was trying to behave a certain way, but it kept backfiring on him. And it recontextualizes all their, all their interactions and you realize in the book not not in the movie but in the book that he was just this nervous dork who couldn't tell this woman that he loved that he was into her until he ticked her off so much that she just like walked away from him and so he married angelica just because it was politically savvy and uh and Conchetta is able she actually has more of a character arc because She's finally able to realize that, like, she always blamed everyone else for her own unhappiness. And she's finally able to let all the anger in her life go. It's this, like, moment where she's just, like, for f- the first time in her life, she's actually, like, at peace and not, like, wide-eyed and tense anymore.
1: He was just dumb.
0: He was dumb. A dumb- what, what did I say? That's only the novel, not the movie.
1: No, I still think he was dumb in the novel, too
0: yeah oh yeah no what i'm saying though is yes 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 he doesn't you don't don't grant him that nobility though because that is not part of the movie so that's just in the movie he is just a jerk yeah he's just a jerk he actually tries to set Conchetta up though with another dude
1: yeah who i felt really bad for because the
0: guy shows up and he's all into her he's like all right well
1: I'll i'll court her
0: and then he's like this isn't working
1: i like to think they ended up together I like to think that he smacked his friend in the face for being a jerk, and then
0: <laughs> there's a beautiful scene where they're playing like hide and seek in this giant abandoned mansion.
1: What is ha- what what was that? I think the point of it was
0: kind of to show a few plot points happen in it.
1: No, but what? How did? Why? What was that transition to it?
0: It was weird. They kiss in a in secret in a hallway, and then it pulls back, and they're kissing in this other house.
1: No, it was they're getting married like they, they are like they have the rings and everything he puts the ring on her finger and they kiss in front of everyone and yeah. then suddenly they're in a closet
0: yeah i think it's just a weird scene transition because <laughs> suddenly they're hiding out in this abandoned house mm-hmm. this like giant mansion that's just abandoned has never even been used as a house it's just one of those like they're illustrating kind of the excesses just like oh yeah at one point someone rich built this entire mansion and then never used it and now it's just this dilapidated shell that they run around in and play hide-and-seek in. Uh, everyone does a really good job in this movie. Mm-hmm. It's beautifully acted. Mm-hmm. Even Burt Lancaster, even though he's dubbed, uh, he pulls it off. Yeah. like He pulls it off. There is, a, there is an English-language version mm-hmm. where you get to hear his actual dialogue. But it's shorter. And I guess most of the time is cut out of the ballroom scene. Which is lame ticks off visconti because he was like the whole point of the ballroom scene is that it's supposed to be long and sort of aggravating like
1: there, there's plenty more that you could probably ch- cut time off of
0: right if you absolutely had to trim it there's a lot of like long pauses and stuff mm-hmm. throughout the film
1: you could probably cut out that whole beginning prayer part that no one can understand
0: Oh, (laughs) the only reason we couldn't understand it because we couldn't get the subtitles. No,
1: there was we couldn't even understand it when we did have the subtitles on because it wasn't subtitled. Oh, right.
0: It would just say praying in Italian. Mm -hmm. (laughs) It worked, though. I liked it. I don't know. Uh, I I mean, for me as a film goer, I didn't have any problem with the long parts. I was just like, yeah, this is this is how it goes. This movie was super successful, uh, even though critics didn't like it.
1: Isn't that just a thing, though? Yeah.
0: Yep. A lot of people didn't like Burt Lancaster at the time. They thought it was weird that he was dubbed. They thought his facial hair was weird. But as it went along, of course, more and more people were like, you know what I really like? This movie. I like The Leopard from 1963. Uh, Martin Scorsese really liked it. And another person really liked it. I wonder who. Can you think of who really liked this movie? I don't
1: know. Could it be our namesake?
0: It is Guillermo Toro. Guillermo Toro. <laughs> Really likes The Leopard. Uh, He talked a lot about it in in relationship to another movie of his that some people don't like called Crimson Peak.
1: We don't talk about that movie here.
0: He says, Visconti's movie The Leopard was the one I studied the most for harmony of colors and design of the waltzing scene in Crimson Peak. I admire this film greatly and it contains the very best and perhaps longest party ever committed to film.
1: We don't talk about Crimson Peak.
0: <laughs> <laughs> But we do talk about the leopard. And I can see where someone as committed and dedicated to production design as Game mm-hmm. of Toro. This is a production designer's dream. Yeah. This movie is holy cats. It's gorgeous. You, lo- It is as if you could step into this movie and just you would be in Italy. Heaven. I mean, I guess if you were there, you'd be in Italy. Yeah. <laughs> as well like i guess they were actually in it like it's not uh, you uh i don't know if i would be in heaven if i went into this movie i'd probably be like very warm and also
1: not- where's my wi-fi
0: <laughs> where's my wi-fi i can't get a signal here uh so it's very dusty uh the beds looked comfortable i guess and they had cake they had oh talk about the cake
1: i'm i still am waiting for my cake where is it It's somewhere, (laughs) somewhere in the future. They have
0: the most delicious cake in this movie. Mm -hmm. It looks looks delicious. delicious.
1: It looks just so good.
0: We don't know if it's actually a delicious cake.
1: I want cake.
0: It looks like it's a very tall cake. Mm -hmm. It looks
1: very soft.
0: Into slices. Uh, Right there on screen, right there in front of God and everybody. Mm -hmm. And uh, boy, oh boy, if you take nothing else away from the leopard, take away the cake. Mm -hmm. Or take it home. (laughs) Take the cake home. Uh, this movie is this movie was also wonderful because it was in full color. Yeah, it was. Uh, not black and white like so many other terrible movies. Yeah,
1: of all those terrible movies we watched. Those
0: terrible black and white movies. Ugh. Uh it's in it's in super duper widescreen. It is, again, just sumptuous.
1: We rented it on Amazon, right?
0: We did rent it on Amazon. It is available on I mean obviously you can stream it, but uh it's I'm not gonna say okay. I wouldn't say run right out and watch the leopard if you're looking for like Oh man, I'm just itching to watch a movie tonight.
1: Yeah, no, don't do that.
0: Like it's a three-hour-plus film. You it gotta, is, you
1: gotta make it an experience.
0: <laughs> yeah, you gotta like set aside the time.
1: Mm-hmm. Like
0: you want to watch this all in one night. Yeah. You don't want to break it up because you're gonna lose momentum.
1: You're gonna, you're not just gonna lose momentum. You're gonna lose the plot. <laughs>
0: uh, and set aside the time. Pop a bowl of popcorn.
1: Or get some cake.
0: Get a get a big. Okay, here's what you do. Go to your local bakery, not to the grocery store. Well, I guess you could if you had to, but go to your bakery. Get the most delicious cake that you can find. Not that you like, the most delicious looking cake. Mm -hmm. The whole cake. Yep. Make sure it's a tall Mm -hmm. cake. Buy it and bring it home. When the movie starts, cut yourself a slice of cake. Never stop eating the cake. (laughs) until the movie is done and then see how much delicious cake is left this only works if you're doing it by yourself (laughs) if you do it with a friend you each get your own cake yep see how much cake it takes to get through the leopard and then you can't stop you cannot stop eating if you have to go to the bathroom you have to well i guess i was gonna say if you have to go to the bathroom you have to stop eating the cake that's not what i was (laughs) i guess that's not what we're asking here you can go to the bathroom. You can stop eating the cake if you go to the bathroom. Only eat the cake while the film is running.
1: But you have to pause the movie if you go to the bathroom.
0: Yes, of course. And and okay, if you don't pause, the, if you're like, I'm just going to let this run because I just got to go pee, you have to take the cake with you then. Yes. And you have to keep <laughs> eating the cake while you go to the bathroom. That's just, that's our rule. Yep. This is a cake eating game.
1: This was making me sick to my stomach just listening to us <laughs> talk about it. <laughs>
0: So I would suggest not getting like a thick chocolatey cake. Don't do that. I would suggest a light, airy cake with like a fruit filling. Mm-hmm. Maybe a light whipped mm-hmm. icing on the app Like not a thick icing. Get plenty
1: of water to drink with it.
0: Mm-hmm. You're allowed to drink water, but that's Nothing it. else. <laughs> you can have water with your delicious cake. So this is the It's Del Toro Time Cake Challenge. <laughs> How much cake do you finish by the end of the leopard?
1: If you run out of cake, you gotta pause the movie and go buy right, another one.
0: Right, It you may want to have another cake on hand mm-hmm. just in case, uh, or just have a friend. But keep sir If you run out of cake and you do not get any new cake, you lose.
1: Mm-hmm. And you have to give us a hundred dollars.
0: Right, and <laughs> then send us right out. Fill out a check. It's still Toro time. Cara Phil Gonzalez. And uh, that's your cake money. Yep. <laughs> and then we'll use it to buy our own cake. hmm So this movie is available from the Criterion <laughs> Collection. Uh, be- that's the one that shows on Amazon, uh, Beautiful Restoration. Uh, go out and get it. It's got all kinds of documentaries and commentaries. I wish I had been able to listen to the commentary. I was... Totally curious. But if you're interested in researching The Leopard or learning more about it, just type in The Leopard 1963. There are so many essays on this movie. There is so much research done and just critical responses to The Leopard. I just think it's it's a good it's a good cakey is film.
1: This, is this episode as long as the movie yet? This
0: episode is not as long as the movie. But The Leopard, you know, it's funny because I won't say like I'm, I don't have any plans to like sit down and watch The Leopard again for a long time. Yeah, no. <laughs> but I'm gl- really glad I saw it. I've never seen a Visconti film before in this
1: Good introduction.
0: A good introduction to Visconti that that really sat. What are you
1: doing with your hand?
0: That was uh, my my finger was itching and I was trying to scratch it without letting go of my microphone. Uh, so yeah, the left for 1963. Check it out. We 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 just because two enthusiastic thumbs up. <laughs> cake. And eat the cake, eat the cake. I'm stalling for time because I'm trying to pull up the information for next time. Okay,
1: Ollie, what's our next
0: episode? No idea. I'll give you a hint. The haunting. Man, 1963's The Haunting. Oh, I was right. Yes. (laughs) Based on.
1: The Haunting of Hill House. By. That person.
0: The novel by. That boy. Please say it.
1: I have no idea what his name is.
0: Her name. Her name is. Oh, my God. The doctor was the boy's mother. Sorry. I guess you're not hip to that joke. Riddle. It's a riddle. You know the riddle? No! <laughs> the A man and his son are in a car, horrible car accident, and the father is killed, and the boy gets taken to the hospital and gets sent to the operating room, and the old surgeon looks down and says, I can't operate on him. He's my son. How is that possible?
1: It's mother. Right. What...
0: It's a riddle. Can we just go on? With it's th- a riddle that's supposed to, like, reveal gender bias. Because most people are like, oh, I don't know. And, you're like, this, the old surgeon was the boy's mother. And people are like, oh, like, oh, because of the But gender. now there's gay. Now, Yes, the old surgeon was gay. That's the actual <laughs> answer to the... The boy had two dads. The boy had two dads. The boy was Stacy Keenan from My Two Dads. And the old surgeon was Greg Evigan from BJ and the Bear. So next episode is The Haunting, based on The Haunting of Hill House by Shirley Jackson. Right. Directed by Robert Wise. I believe this is our first Robert Wise film. The director of West Side Story and The Sound of Music and The Day the Earth Stood Still and Star Trek The Motion Picture. Oh. And The Andromeda Strain and The Curse of the Cat People. Oh and a gazillion other movies. We like Robert Wise. Here's a picture of him.
1: He looks like the guy from Up.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yep. He sure does. So I'm excited to watch this movie. I haven't watched it in years. and uh, it's I'll have one. to
1: compare it to the TV show.
0: You'll have to compare it to the TV show, which I assume it is nothing like. Yeah, probably not. So join us next time when we're finally getting back to the spooky dukes uh, with 1963's The Haunting. Uh, that's it. That's it. Goodbye. Next time, I'm Phil. I'm
1: not, <laughs> Next time, <laughs> you're Phil.
0: <laughs> I'm
1: Phil. And I'm Ollie.
0: And we'll see you when.
1: It's Del, Del Toro, Toro time. time. The cake is a lie.
0: Thank you for that current pop cultural <laughs> reference. <laughs> Topical.
1: I am hip with them kids.
0: Digit spinner.